Creating business isn't about doing hashtag all the things. It's about doing the right thing at the right time to create systems for success. Welcome to the Master the Sales Game podcast. Each week, I'll be sharing specific strategies, tactics, and practical know-how from myself and other successful business owners, helping you grow and scale your business. I'm your host, Susan McVeigh, helping you master the sales game and sell with more ease without the sleaze. I'm excited to have you here. Thanks for spending time with me today. Now, let's get started. One of the biggest questions that I get asked kind of all the time, not only by clients, but by folks like you and me, really, anybody who's running a successful business is how do I come up with a never ending bank of content ideas that not only connect with my audience, but ultimately help me to convert them into paying customers. Now, if you have ever wondered this for yourself, this is the episode for you because I want to show you how simple and easy it is using my three C's methodology that really is how I teach everything for my clients, but ultimately around content creation. So if you want to know how to create never-ending content ideas that convert, this is the episode for you. Now, a lot of times, especially if you are running your own personal brand-based business, right? So you have a level of expertise, you are a thought leader, a coach, a consultant, a speaker, or an author, somebody where you are largely the, the name in the face of the brand, right? So I'm not talking about uber big corporations or where there's a whole team or an agency, although this still works for a lot of smaller size agencies as well. What I want you to know is that a lot of times when we are so busy trying to figure out how to know, like, and trust and build know, like, and trust in our different sales systems and sales processes and connecting the dots between our marketing efforts and how we are positioning ourselves in the market, how we are branding ourselves, how we are messaging, and how we are talking about the things that we do and how we help people, that it can all kind of get lost in the shuffle. And it can feel very overwhelming or like there's so many things to be aware of, so many different formulas, so many different strategies and tactics that it's really hard to figure out what in the heck do I need to do in order to just be consistent in showing up, consistent in creating content and consistently having that content do the heavy lifting so that you're not spending as much time having to, number one, talk to a lot of unqualified clients or potential clients that are not ready to buy from you and where you're hearing a ton of objections. Because if that is the case right now, I want you to go back and listen to the sales process episode, episode number 10. We'll link it up in the show notes for you below because I want you to remember that every step of your sales process is really just designed in order to help move your potential customers to the next stage of the sales process. That is your entire customer journey. Now, where sales and marketing start to blend together is really where we're talking about the education process and the marketing efforts and really talking more broadly about what it is that you do and who you help and what you stand for. So your marketing messages, right? And that's what we're really dissecting today because I see too many experts, too many amazing service providers who love what they do, but they get stuck 
behind some of these logistical things that are very important and they are critical to ensure that your business is sustainable and viable and that you're visible for your ideal clients, but doing it in a way where it's not exhaustive and it's not taking up tons and tons of your energy or time and feeling like you're not really getting a payoff or a return to show for all of that effort all of that energy, and ultimately all of the time, maybe even money, depending on whether or not you're hiring people to help support you or um, getting you know, copywriters and things before you even have some basic principles dialed in. So I'm going to share with you my 3C methodology, and, and then we'll dive into why I think it's really simple for you to actually create and cultivate uh, a lot of content without ever having to worry about what do I talk about? What do I put out there? I'm going to show you a simple way to do this. And hopefully it's going to just completely turn things upside down so that you never have to worry about that dreaded blinking cursor on your screen when you're about to write an email, a social media post, uh, a text, like anything that you want to send out that is really helping to connect you to somebody that you want to serve. So The three C's methodology, my proprietary framework, is really everything that I teach comes back to these three main principles. Number one is connection. Number two is conversation. And number three is conversion. So I want you to think as you are using your content, I want you to identify which one of these three C's are you using that content to create. Are you trying to connect with your audience and the ideal clients for you? Are you trying to create a conversation and actually speak and engage with them in some sort of dialogue? Or are you actually giving them some kind of instruction that's going to allow them to become a paying customer or to move further along your sales process with you? So remember the three C's, okay? Connection, conversation, and conversion. So the goal of each one is going to be slightly different. And that's why your content can be vastly different, actually, depending on which stage of this process that you are engaging your ideal clients on. Now, I want you to kind of pull back a little bit because now that your thoughts are kind of percolating on this framework that I've just introduced to you and really just broken down, you know, connection is really about, do they know you? Can they start to like you? Can you start to build a relationship? What is it that you want them to know about you? What is it that you need them to understand about themselves? What is it that they deeply desire or the problems that they're encountering that you can help them with, right? So there's a large basket and a broad uh, base of different categories that you can use inside of this connection phase. When we start to move into the conversation phase, this is where you can mix it up again. You can do a lot of engagement questions. Uh, I don't prefer just doing a random questions like, are you um, like, what's your favorite Starbucks drink? I've seen that. We've all seen that in the different forums or groups that we've been participating in on social media. I like to do things intentionally. And so there's a time and a place to be able to ask more lighthearted questions. I think it absolutely can be more fun and engaging. I personally love using the one where are you team Apple or are you team Android? Because I am team Apple. And I know that there's a lot of my folks, maybe you, 
that are team Apple as well. But I know that there are huge raving fans for team Android. I have several in my family that will argue till the cows come home that team Android is the best. And if we weren't so entrenched in the whole Apple verse, then we may consider, but right now it would make things way too complicated to start to, you know, dissect ourselves from the, the Apple language. So I love doing that because it also helps me to understand how are you, like when I'm using language to talk about different things, I can talk about my Apple phone and my Apple devices because I know that 75, 80% of my audience, the people that I serve, maybe that's you as well, that they can relate. So when there's issues with iOS or there's things that are going on with my battery life that yes, I know Android makes fun of us all day long about these things too, but it's something a little bit different when you're on the same team, when you're on the same side. So that's what I mean by creating conversation. Now, of course, you can also talk about things that are more meaningful and more in line with your business. But I think sometimes we get so uber focused, right? Like just with the blinders on about it all has to be about business that we forget that, you know, we are human beings at the core of what we're doing inside of our business. And People want to do business with folks who are more similar to them, that shared common vision, some values and missions that are near and dear to their heart. So don't be afraid to share a little bit about the things that are of personal interest to you. And that's a great way to engage in conversation and to create dialogue that isn't always about you know, the cut and dry how to's and the tips and the tactics and the strategies. I know that you have all of those, you know, to to from here to the moon, but mix it up, right? And, and if you think about it more from the, the perspective of it's designed to create a conversation, what would you actually talk about if you were meeting somebody in person or if you had to introduce yourself for the first time, um, allow your genuine natural curiosity to lead you in this particular category. And the last one around uh, conversions is really where the rubber hits the road, right? This is where we want to engage with people with directives to give them calls to action. And again, go back and listen to episode 10, because it doesn't always have to be buy this, buy this, buy this, buy this. It can simply be to continue to follow you on social media. So there's different types of calls to action that you can create, but it's allowing people to take those micro commitments and saying, yes, I want to continue to build this relationship. And yes, I want to know more about how to work with you when I'm good and ready. Sometimes that's now, and sometimes that's years from now. And that's totally fine. Because remember, we want to honor where our potential clients are coming from and where they are in this moment in time. So with that framework now being laid out very clearly for you, how do we start to think about this from the perspective of content? content creation and content ideas so that you never have to worry or struggle to come up with something so that you can actually communicate with the people that you want to serve and to help. So what I want you to think about is two different pieces. I want you to think curate and cultivate. Curate and cultivate, okay? So again, these are my proprietary ways of describing how I want you to think about content creation. So what do I mean by this? Well, your whole life, everything that you do from morning till night is content. Don't believe me? I want you to take a look and see 
how many different types of reality-based TV shows, whether it's on a streaming service or Netflix or YouTube or traditional TV, how many shows are there that have arisen from just taking a peek behind the curtain of how certain people live their lives? If that doesn't prove to you that your life right now and what you do and spend your time on is 100% content, I I really don't know what else to to give you as a, a real life example that would kind of smack you in the face. Because the minute that I realized that there are people who are getting paid hundreds, thousands, millions of dollars in order to access what they do every single day, it completely switched things. And instead of thinking, I have to go and manufacture something, I have to go and create something in order to serve a purpose, I simply just look at my life as content and the things that I go through as content. And I start to curate and pull out specific situations, scenarios, and stories that I know my ideal clients will resonate with, that they could appreciate, and that would connect them, again, that word connection, that would allow them to connect between who they are and where I am so that there is a meeting of the minds. There's some synergy there. There perhaps might be some synchronicity between what they're experiencing and what I'm talking about such that they would go, oh my gosh, she really gets me. I can't believe it. Has she been sitting in my office like a fly on the wall? And when you are able to understand the main pain points and the main dream or vision of your ideal clients, it's really easy to see the world through that lens, right? Through a very particular way of seeing things that is how your ideal clients are currently seeing things. And I guarantee that for the majority of of people, that's you, right? For most of us, we have encountered in some way the experience or the problem that we are trying to help our clients with, or that we do help our clients with, and we want to help even more people with that. And as a result, at some point, we have felt like they have felt, or somebody near and dear to us, whether it's a client or a family member, somebody that we have helped with the same problem that has kind of started us on this road, that we know what they have struggled with. We understand what their pain points are and how things have been when they couldn't get help. And because of that viewpoint, that perception of how things are operating, we can go in, like rewind the clock a little bit and go take a look at what was I thinking about? What was I anticipating? What were the things that would preoccupy my time? And to take a look and see what is going on in your life right now, in your business, inside of your four walls, inside of what you experience and start to curate those moments, those opportunities, those learnings, right? The key experiences that would connect you to your ideal clients and allow you to then engage in further dialogue in building a deeper relationship and allowing you to have more meaningful conversations about something that you have in common. So that's curate, right? So instead of feeling like, oh, I'm not creative or I'm too creative and I have so many ideas, I really just don't know how to nail them down. I want you to think curate, right? Curate. If you're making a collection, 
you're going to curate certain specific pieces that would go into that collection. And that's what I want you to do every single day. Just think, what can I curate from what I experienced today that my ideal clients need to hear from or know about so that they can feel like they're not alone in this journey. And then you will never have to worry about what do I, what do I create? What do I talk about? What's my content going to be? And how do I make sure that it actually is going to convert? Which leads me to the other part of this equation. So we talked about curate, and now we're going to flip over to cultivate. So if we think of ourselves like a farmer, and knowing that, just like in farming, not everything grows all at the same time. And not all the seeds that a planter, or that a farmer plants is going to grow and bear fruit, right? And not all of it's going to be as productive as it wants. Now, the job of the farmer is to make sure that they go ahead and plant the seeds and they take care of those seeds and they choose the seeds that are going to have the best chance of survival. So from time to time, he's going to need to fertilize to weed, to prune, to you know, take away the excess of the things that really aren't going to help that, that particular plant bear fruit and survive as well as it can. So when we're cultivating the content, so once we've curated and now we've put it out in the world, our job then is to be a good farmer and to start cultivating the best seeds, the best content that seems to be getting traction. Now, here's the thing that I want you to understand. Sometimes the best content is not always the one that gets the most reactions. How do you know? Well, if you know that your content resonates with people, you're going to get probably more calls booked, DMs on your social media inboxes. You're going to start to see other things that are directly aligned to the KPIs or key performance indicators that are going to allow you to see, am I starting to see things moving forward in my sales process. So whatever those indicators are for you, right? So if you're, uh, it could be how many calls you have booked, you may start seeing more website visitors, you may start seeing more lead magnet downloads. So whatever it is that you're lo looking at in order to see, is there proof, is there evidence that we are starting to have traction, that that content seems to be performing? Because not always will you get a lot of social media comments or likes, depending on the nature of the content. That's totally fine. We don't want to go for vanity metrics. We want the metrics that matter. And the ones that matter the most oftentimes are the ones that are behind the scenes that nobody else gets to see except for you and your team. And as a result, it's really important that you take the time to think about how do I take what I've curated and have put out in the world and now start to cultivate and understand that they're all seeds that I am planting in this relationship that I have with my audience and with my ideal clients. And that depending on where they are in the journey to grow with me so that at some point they're going to bear fruit, that is going to be dependent on a lot of different combinations of factors, some of which that you don't directly control. But the only thing that you can do is ensure that number one, you have curated that content consistently to the point where people know, like, and trust you. And they are starting to engage with your content, right? So they're connecting with you. They're having conversations with you. And yes, they are converting into leads and customers. And if you already have customers, they are staying customers for longer. They are purchasing more often, or they have purchased 
um, higher ticket programs and services. So they're spending more money with you. All of these are good signs that your content and your sales process are working together in order to make sure that you are doing what you need to so that those ideas are actually golden tickets, right? It's money in the bank. And too often, what I see is that there's a lot of content creators that are prolific in making content, 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 which is amazing for the algorithms because they love free content. It allows people to stay on each of those platforms, but it exhausts you and it doesn't allow you to actually see what you want to see, which is results, which is helping more people, which is seeing more paying clients going into your programs and services. And ultimately, if you're able to use, I gave you a lot of C's, right? There's five C's here. So remember, it's all about connection leading into conversations that will then turn into conversions. And if we look at our content from the perspective of two different components, first to curate, so you never have to feel like, oh my gosh, I'm stuck. What do I create? Just simply go and take a look. What happened? What were some of the conversations? What were some of the interactions? What did you notice? What did you learn? What were some takeaways? What were some experiences that you had that can teach your ideal client something as well? And then to continue to cultivate those seeds, knowing that they will all have a different journey in how long they take to bear fruit, in how much impact they're going to have on your ideal clients, depending on where they are and their receptivity of how to receive the fruit of what you've just shared with them, right? The, the beauty and the brilliance of what your content has been designed to elicit in terms of a response. And when we look at all of these together, I hope that it helps you to kind of go, oh my gosh, this is so much simpler because I don't have to actually worry about, oh my goodness, I have to come up with mountains of content in order to survive this content hamster wheel that I feel like I'm stuck on. No, not at all. I share this with you because when I first started my business, I created five pieces of high quality content every single week. And my clients felt like I was everywhere all the time that they couldn't escape. And that was a great thing because it made me very prolific in their eyes. And the things that I kept saying over and over again were things that they were struggling with, the things that made the most impact for them. And they kept telling me, how do you know this? Like this, I was just having a conversation about this. And there is, you know, a little bit more to this in terms of the how-tos that I talk about with my clients inside of Sales Mastery Society and some of my other programs. But the five pieces of content allowed me to be present in five Facebook groups with less than 90 minutes a day. And it allowed me to create my first multiple five-figure month, which then led to six figures in under six months and has continued that track record of allowing me to have, uh, you know, the number of clients that I desire, that I want to help without having to create a ton of extra work. This podcast is a perfect example of that, where a lot of times the ideas that I come up with are in direct response to conversations that I've had with private clients, either inside of Sales Mastery Society or in any of my other programs that I'm working with them. And so I never have to come up with anything. I simply go around observing and curating so that I can cultivate the content that's going to make the most sense for you, my loyal listener, and others who might be potential customers. And I encourage you to do the same, right? So hopefully we've 
totally flipped the mindset on how I want you to think and incorporate never ending content ideas that convert without having to, you know, rip out your hair or get frustrated or feel like, oh my gosh, I have a deadline looming. And how do I come up with those dreaded ideas? Because I know the importance of creating content and making sure that I have something out there for people to go and take a look at. You simply can make this with I've had clients do this with three quality pieces of content per week and not long form, very short, very impactful, and it has led to a full roster of client bookings for them. So I hope this was helpful for you. Let me know uh, in the Instagram DMs, what was your biggest takeaway and how has this shifted content creation for you? What what are you actually going to do as a result of listening to this? And if you want some more additional handheld help, support, uh, the exact frameworks around my, actually, I have a five by five content uh, creation grid so that you can kind of cultivate and understand how to curate the different thematics inside of your business. That's all already ready for you over at Sales Mastery Society. And you can find out more details at salesmasterysociety.com. Thanks so much. And we will talk to you over in the next episode. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. Be sure to let me know what you think by leaving a review so I know how best to serve you. If you're enjoying this show, don't forget to share and hit subscribe so you know when the next show is up. See you next time.